Welcome, pudding people, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I'm your host, Ken Seymour, with your other host, Richard Geiger. Good evening. We are back with another episode delving into the history of comic book movies. Now, we will be guiding you from the years of 2000 to 2001, as there starts to be more and more comic book movies, but more importantly more and more comic book movies that we've actually seen. Mm. So you're saying this one uh, that we're going to review first, you don't think anybody's seen? I, I try to put it in that order. I'm, I'm putting it in the order by year of likelihood of having been viewed. Mm. I see. Yeah, it, it may or may not work. But yeah, the, the, the 2000s were the kind of the, the start uh, to an extent. To of, an extent. Of what we see... What we're seeing now with some of the current um, movies, like not we're not seeing Marvel in this range, as we know Marvel. Well, not the MCU Correct. per se. I mean, truthfully, a lot of people <clears throat> think that it was really more '98 with Blade coming out is the is the real turning point. But that could be argued, or it could be one of the movies that we're going to be discussing in 2000 here. Yeah, um, I would say as much as I like Blade. Blade proved it could be done, but X-Men proved it could be popular, maybe? Yes. Um, more... I don't know, Blade was, Blade was a good movie. Blade was a really good movie, but I don't know if it caught on in the same way that the X-Men did. And I don't know if people <gasps> knew it was a... Uh, one of the movies was. A um, comic book movie. Like, do people really know that that was a comic book movie? I don't know. Some, at least some did. It had, it, it, he had some. Wesley Snipes had some real appeal. <clears throat> had some real appeal and some definite, uh, definite skill. Yeah. So okay. But as always, this is going to be spoiler heavy. But considering that these movies came out twenty years ago, um, I'm I'm not too concerned. If you hadn't seen them, uh, go watch them. I guess I don't know what to tell you. Go watch some of them. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to watch mm, all of them. True. Um, so with no further ado, let's just kind of jump into it. As you can see with the imagery that we have on the screen, uh, I know there's a little bit of uh, talking about things on the screen for those of us that will be listening to this podcast audio only. I apologize that you won't be able to see it. Now, wait a second. Where can they see this on the TV screen or the phone or the tablet? I think there is this newfangled thing called the YouTubes. Oh, what should they look for if they're looking for our pretty faces? Probably Pudding Guys. Oh, okay. But all this production value, it is. it's high dollar. It, it's not high dollar. In fact, it's fair use. <laughs> <laughs> so so don't get mad at us, please. We, oh, that. Yes. That thing. <laughs> we are not going to be leaving the images on very long, and it's just in terms of calling attention to something that already exists. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, the computer and the microphone and the cameras that we have. No. Well, those aren't that expensive? Oh, they're, they're certainly expensive, but uh, we will be talking about a way that you can help us fund these Mildly expensive things. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that in a little we'll, bit. We'll get to okay. that in a little bit. But let's, let's just kind of jump into the, the fun part of this. Uh, let's start in the year 2000. We have, as you can see, Faust. Uh, they title Faust, Love of the Damned. I really wanted to say, in the year 2000. <laughs> 
Okay. People out there, you got to know what that's from. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So Faust, um, not a film that I, I think a lot of people saw. And in fact, the ones that did see it, likely the vast majority of them were not aware that it was based on a comic book. Uh, it was actually um, uh, out of a company uh, called North Star. Um, and the, the uh, Tim Vigil and David Quinn were kind of the individuals behind the uh, behind the Faust story, as it were. But uh, so what is Faust about? Now, it's not like Faust is a new story, right? Uh, Felix Faust? Not not Felix Faust. Mm. And like like hearkening back. Well, even Felix Faust was hearkening back to an older story of, of Faust, the, the man that makes a deal with the devil. Ooh, yeah. So he uh, he in this particular version of it, uh, he makes a deal with the devil in order to acquire superhuman powers. Oh wow! So and he what does he want to use those superhuman powers for? He uh, will, bad stuff. Well, it depends on your uh, moral compass. <laughs> he would like to avenge the death of his girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. But uh, all he has to do is give his soul. He has the powers and he can <clears throat> achieve it. But he finds out that the devil is playing games and the devil actually wants the soul of his girlfriend. A current one, I think. It's been a little while since I've seen this. And I, I, mean, I couldn't get through the whole thing. I mean, it doesn't sound confusing at all. No, no. Well, uh, I think it was uh, in Spanish originally, actually. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we said we weren't doing foreign language movies. It was based on a comic that was not in Spanish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it was translated to English as well. Well, and I couldn't, I couldn't leave it, though, too. Um, because it has an actor in it that I happen to, to love greatly. And uh, what's what's his name? <laughs> well, his name would be Jeffrey Combs. Oh, okay. Jeffrey Combs is a fantastic actor. He, uh, a lot of people know him from the Reanimator series because Ooh. that was a real popular horror movie series. But for me, he'll always be the individual that's in Dark Dark Space, Dark Space. Deep Space Nine. Uh, he played actually three characters in Deep Space Nine. Oh, okay. And uh, I don't know which of them. Well, I know two of the ones that I like the best. But uh, uh, Brunt, a uh, Ferengi that works for the Ferengi government. Oh, okay. Uh, and, yeah. and comes after Quark on multiple occasions. Very fun. And then he also plays Wei Yun, who is part of the Dominion in that particular uh, show. So fantastic. The guy has a range that's amazing. He's uh, he's very cool. Nice. Though, truthfully, the uh, individual that was the lead in this was uh, a gentleman named... Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Jim uh, Smith. No, no, not, not Jim Smith. Mark Frost. Uh, now, I did not bring an image of that gentleman, and I really should have, but I was kind of pressed for time today. <laughs> But uh, if you are familiar with the television show uh, Poldark, um, very popular, um, and uh, he is in that, so you should be able to recognize him when you see him. Um, now, the interesting thing about that gentleman to me, though, is less that he was in Poldark, but I played a video game uh, in the Warhammer series. They have kind of a real-time strategy series that they did, the 40K and he did the voice for the orcs in the third incarnation of that. 
So every time he orcs, 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 you know, that's just kind of him going in the background. Found out some orcs. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Have you ever seen this movie? No. No? No. no. You know, I kind of figured the first one would be pretty quick because, like I said, not a lot of people have seen it. There's, I haven't even heard of it. And a lot of people really wouldn't know the comic that it was based on anyway. But this is just getting us to dip our toes into 2000 and kind of get rid of the one that I think is the weakest link. You are the weakest link. So, Goodbye. Well, why don't we move on to something maybe a little more well-known. Ooh. What would that be? Well, in the uh, 90s, there was a a group of artists that decided to break away from the major comic book production houses of Marvel and DC and make their own companies. And it resulted in this just tide of image and and a bunch of other companies. Well, <clears throat> one of uh, the comics to come out of that was called Witchblade. Um, uh, you're saying, uh, excuse me, pardon me. Which blade are you speaking about? That blade. Oh, okay. Absolutely. So, <laughs> which blade, obviously, as you can see, was a Top Cow uh, comic book. But the the fantastic Mark Silvestri uh, worked on this, along with uh, David Wall and Brian Haberlin. Um, the comic book and the and the movie and the movie actually there was actually a tv show witchblade as well it sounds familiar i feel like i've heard of that before it was on for a while uh but uh the aesthetic was slightly different uh because uh, you probably couldn't have anyone realistically running around in that particular outfit uh, yeah now what is that made out of witch it's like, parts. Uh, it's kind of bone metal. That, truthfully, I, I feel terrible. I only skimmed Witchblade when it came out. I had already, at that time, I was probably following 30 comics, and I couldn't follow anymore. I was just kind of on overload, so I would I would always skim that time. I was like, oh, that looks really neat. I don't have time or money. <laughs> I'm going to have to pass it by. Mm. But it looks like this movie gets a little better ratings than the previous one we mentioned. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, well, and kind of think part of that stems from the fact that uh, the lead actress, Yancy Butler, who I also have an image for, and it kind of gives you an idea of the, the difference in the um, aesthetic between the movie and Before, the comic between, book. Yeah, yeah, because you're right. I don't think that what you could actually put on a screen and... What you could put on a comic book are going to be uh, quite the same. Quite the same. Yeah, no. that's true. So. so, I mean, as you can see, it's it's a little, I don't know, maybe realistic is probably not the right word, but uh, uh, more convincing, uh, less skin showing. That's true. Very less, least. less skin showing, but... Uh, more friendly. <laughs> Able to get more viewers off of that. Yeah, weird, but... Uh, a little odd. And it's a, it's a mix of, I got a leather jacket on and this thing for my arm. It's, okay. You know, it it, it kind of works. I mean, did you ever hear of Witchblade before? I, I feel, yeah, I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't know much about what's going on. It's, it's pretty simple. Cop finds weapon, uses weapon to fight bad guys. It's, it's not a real, what I would call real deep, doesn't need to be. It's just a lot of fun. Is that weapon called the Witchblade? I do believe it is. Okay. So, not a whole lot to really dig into on this one either, as uh, 
Yancey is, I mean, obviously there's a, a big cast, but of names that would kind of pop and maybe get people to recognize who is what and how. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> it's not even turned on. Okay. Thanks right. for the heads up. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> Somebody is in trouble. Oh, no, no. Not in trouble. No. Well, the dog will be in trouble. The dog will be in trouble. Okay. But, uh, you know, it's she, like I said, she's pretty much the only actress or actor in the, in the thing that would really pop. unless. And, of course, you can always verify with your internet mm. movie a database and take a look for yourself. But... Um, I think uh, I think that's really all we really need to say about the film. It did okay. It was 2000, and they got a TV show kind of out of it. So sounds good. Pretty good, really. Yeah. Let's start to move into some more well-known fare. Okay. Um, this is a sequel to a movie that we have already gone over. So I don't really have to go where the comic book has come from. Because if you've listened to our previous episodes, you already know where the comic book has come from. Um, This is... Do they see it yet? They do know! There it is! This is The Crow, Salvation. So, obviously, as we talked about previously, uh, the previous film had Brandon Lee in at the helm. Brandon Lee died on set. And I would think that that would be enough to kill most series. But this apparently had some legs because this is not the only sequel that this movie gets. Isn't, isn't this the, the, what's this one, the third one? This, this is, yeah. And there's still another one to come. Yeah, there's one after this one too. So. Um, and this one's awful, but. Uh, I will not make that judgment. I have not actually seen uh, more than about 10 minutes of this one. Uh, but I will say this, the, the cast is pretty solid. It does have some, uh, names that people know of, I, yeah. I feel like. So like I, I tried to keep it pretty simple. As you can see on the cover of the movie itself, you have a little bit of Kristen, Kirsten Dunst, about called her Kristen Dunst. But if you couldn't recognize her before, there she is suffering from, <laughs> Uh, some form of torture, I would assume. But uh, I have always been a fan of Kirsten Dunst. Did you ever really kind of like her? Um, no, yet yeah, no. Uh, really. I didn't have a. I'm neutral on neutral. her. I never like was detracted by anything that she did. But I was never like, oh my gosh, she's in it. Yes. You know, like Spider-Man, for example, yeah. uh, which obviously we'll talk about that one in future episodes. Um, do, you, do you think a lot of people know her from that? Or do you think a lot of people know her from Interview with a Vampire? That was where I knew her from first, was Interview with a Vampire, because I, I like vampires and vampire stories. Um, but uh, I thought she did good in Spider-Man, too. It was just, just pretty... Pretty good all around. I, I enjoy watching her act. A lot, a lot of people keep saying things like, it's like, well, her teeth. It's like, who cares about her teeth? I mean, yeah, who, I'm, who has perfect teeth? I'm neutral on her, so I, I, yeah. I think she's super cute and she has good range. Um, so the next gentleman would be Mr. William Atherton. Now, do you recognize this? Uh, uh, well, I put him out of order. That's the problem. <laughs> there it is. Okay. 
Ah, I'm so good at this. Can you tell? Uh, now you recognize him. Mm-hmm. Right? This dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've seen this guy before. This dude I so want to talk to. He has been in so many formative movies. Oh, <laughs> it's like, what are you pointing at? I'm looking looking around for where the finger is going. Uh, integration of video and audio, completely different. And I know when you're listening to this on the podcast, you have varied ideas of what's going on. My finger is pointing at a picture. <laughs> this one. So William Atherton has played kind of the consummate, well, ass, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, very much jerk. so. Let's use jerk. I, I try and keep it as clean as possible. This is a PG-13. It is. We, we, we keep it well, like I guess that. you can use that. You can say that in PG-13. Yeah, you can. But uh, he's so good at it. I mean, the uh, reporter and Die Hard. Mm, the oh, yeah. I think that's where you probably recognize him. Most people would recognize him. From. I think so. Initially, anyway. Well, I mean, for me, his biggest thing. I mean, Die Hard was definitely there, but real genius. Ooh, yes. The the kind of awful professor in Wheel, Gen- uh, Wheel Genius. In uh, Real Genius was his his big thing for me. I mean, it's it still just makes me happy to see him in anything. Now, the next individual should be William Atherton, <laughs> which is who you brought the picture up of before. Uh, um, that's Atherton. Eric Mabius. Eric, I'm sorry, to- Eric Mabius. Thank you. So Eric Mabius has been in a handful of things, I yes, feel yes. like. I mean, he's pretty recognizable. I mean, like I said, they didn't get uh, somebody that wasn't in, in a lot of stuff, but he was in Cruel Intentions. He was in Resident Evil. Uh, uh, he's been in just a ton of different stuff. He's he's very recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, Handful of uh, different things, for sure. So, kind of the last person that uh, I thought was kind of a really big name in this particular uh, production uh, is an individual by the name of Grant Shod. Now, Grant Shod. I recognize this guy off of a couple of things that I used to watch quite a lot. I mean, if you ever watched Murphy Brown, he was hmm. on that show for an extended period of time. Was was he on the newest iteration of Murphy Brown? You know, I didn't watch the newest iteration, so I'm not 100% certain on that. But, but he was in the movie The Distinguished Gentleman, which... <laughs> I still love that movie, and he plays he plays uh, uh, kind of well. He plays a lot of very similar roles, kind of the the squirmy, yes man, kind of uh, toady kind of characters. I can see that yep. a lot of times, but uh, he's good at it. So um, he was in Lois and Clark. On top of that, too. So I mean, it's just really pretty good. Now, did you ever see the? You said it was not good. That means you saw the Crow Salvation. I've seen enough of it to know. Oh, no. the first get all the way through. Obviously, the first couple, uh, the first one was the standard. The second one was passable, right? And then it, I just think they've tried to make more money off of it after that, or maybe yeah. they already had agreements in place to make these movies, and there was already contracts in place, and they just kept making them. But uh, maybe it was similar to something that we talked about before with like the Fantastic Four, where they just needed to maintain rights. Could be, possibly, maybe, uh, but. Um, if you couldn't tell, in the first movie, somebody died and came back as the crow to avenge the, the bad things that happened. And in the second mm-hmm. one, somebody died and came back to life to avenge the things that had happened. In this one, they went a different direction. Uh, somebody died and then came back to uh, clear his name from being wrongly accused of something. 
<laughs> he was avenging his name. He was avenging his name. So, you know, uh, depreciating returns, I guess, of uh, heroic journey. Uh, Silly. All right. So the next one, I think, is actually slightly less likely that people have seen. But I put it kind of above the crow salvation just because, you know, I said it's like, oh, crow salvation actually has a pretty decent little cast. This movie has a stupidly good cast, and I've never seen it. I, st- I still need to see this. Um, it's called G-Men from Hell. From Hell. Oh. I just saw G-Men. I just thought it was something about the New York football giants. <laughs> well, not, not, not quite. Uh, so I take it you've never seen this? G-Men. Uh, no. Never seen it? Never seen the comic book? No, never heard of it. Uh, graphic Music is the name of the comic book. Music spelled with a Z, just as you think it should be. Uh, but uh, it was uh, uh, by an individual named Mike Allred. Um, an interesting an interesting comic. Uh, it's I, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know if it really um, keeps to what the comic does, but the whole concept is basically two mafioso types uh, have to do good deeds so that they don't get... You know, torture in hell forever. It's it's an odd concept. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, uh, but William Forsythe is one of the leads in this particular film, and yeah, you know who this you guy know is. who this guy is. He has been in so much stuff. I mean, just tons and tons of things. Yeah, you know who William Forsythe. But you know, my favorite, Dick Tracy, probably. Yeah, what did he play in in that one? What was his? Um, he was was he like flat top? I think that could be it, or like yeah. he was one of those. He was one of those those mobsters, and he, he was very he was very um, very well. Um, he, flat top. Yeah, yeah that's what top. I thought. Yeah. I thought it was flat top. Um, he was also in the Devil's Rejects. He was uh, in Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> he was in. Out for Justice, and he was in a film that I completely forgot about in the 80s. Did you know there was a Cloak and Dagger movie? Mm. had nothing to do with the comic book. It was just called Cloak, Cloak and, and Dagger. Dagger. Weird. Burt Reynolds, man. Mr. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is, is uh, a spy in the mind of a child. Yeah, he's not real, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. But he's he the kid like gets top secret government information and like a video game he accidentally unlocks and so there's like agents after him and his imaginary spy friend is helping him escape the bad guys <laughs> it's really kind of sounds amazing to me i loved it when i was a kid i i you know, i still think fondly of it but it doesn't just have william forsyth in it uh it's got tate donovan in it another individual that a lot of people will know yeah, and and maybe it's just me, but do you think people recognize the name more than the face? Well, the voice anyway. That could be because Tate Donovan was the voice of Hercules in the animated movie and television shows. Oh, the Disney Hercules. Yes. yes. Gotcha. So uh, he's been in a bunch of other stuff too, but the, I think that's really kind of his big thing that he's he's known for more than anything else. Um, who else we got? Well, speaking of Hercules... Hercules, Hercules. If I remember correctly, there's another individual that was also in the animated Hercules with the voice uh, that is in this movie as well. 
Mr. Bobcat Goldthwait. Really? Was Didn't he... he do one of the two little spirits that we're with? That's possibly true, yes. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, I love Bobcat Goldthwait. Um, he is he was funny then when it was, you know, the voice and the being in the uh police academy kind <laughs> of yeah. style. Police Academy for sure. That's what I would that's what I would recognize him from. Yeah. But even now, his stand up now is so good. If you haven't had a chance to to listen to his stuff now, he is he's pretty fantastic. On top of that, you've got Zach Galligan in it. Um, we're going to kind of skip by him, but he's he's just been in a, in a ton of stuff. But most people will know him as Billy from the Gremlins film. Yes. Yep. So Billy. Oh, <laughs> but Paul Rodriguez, I think, needs a little bit of a visual. Now, Paul Rodriguez was big for uh, a stint. I mean, he was everywhere. Yeah, I feel like you would recognize. Like, you would recognize Paul Rodriguez. I mean, it's, for sure. it's kind of hard to miss him, but uh, uh, I suggest you take a look in your web browser while listening to get a visual and you go, oh, that guy. Yeah, we know Paul. Yeah. You may not recognize the name, but you would definitely recognize the face. Super funny dude. He's always good. Uh, the late, great David Huddleston was in this. David, why does that name sound familiar? Because he has been in like everything ever made. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so apparently the level of quality of the images that I get are of a wide variety. and uh, <laughs> That's okay. We can fix it. We can fix it. The, uh, so the late, great uh, <laughs> David, David Huston is a... So he what was, do I recognize that face from? Uh, he's been in so many things. He was uh, in, in The Producers. I know you love oh. The Producers. He was the judge. Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. That's where he was. He was Lebowski, actually. Yeah. He's, he's, the Big Lebowski. He's been, he's been so many different things and no longer with us, unfortunately. But he always had the stage presence in whatever he did. And... Uh, I think that, that it's very likely he would have that even in this. We even have uh, Carrie Wurr. Ooh, Carrie. Man. So, Is it Carrie? 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 So, you know, as always, it's kind of a running gag. Uh, and by gag, I mean I feel awful every time I do it because I just mangle people's names. So I'm doing my best. Hopefully I'm right. But Carrie Wurr, Wurr or Wurr? Yes. So for, <laughs> for, for her, I knew her from Sliders. Yes. Sliders, absolutely. Right? And so it's like seeing seeing that she's in this too. And this is not too far after Sliders. So she's still got kind of a, a certain fame appeal. But the big name. Sliders was so good. Oh, it was so good. And that, that was like a syndicated thing. Right? Yes, it was. You, you couldn't just go and watch it at, when you wanted to. It was like you had to be up on some channel at 12 o'clock at night. And then you would be lucky enough and it would be on. But the big name, or depending upon what you think the big name would be in this, you can't miss it. Mr. Gary Busey is in this film. Oh, golly. Gary Busey. Oh, man. And he's been in he's been in some really good films, though he's been in some stinkers, too. Yeah. And uh, I uh, really, Predator 2. There you go. <laughs> I liked Predator 2. 
Uh, well, well, I wasn't referring to that as a stinker. Oh, okay. It's like I was gonna say that was just that he's was been in so one. many movies. That was just the one that just popped in my brain. Was I mean that scene where he gets cut in half by the predator and the yeah I I, I can't help it. I love Gary Busey. Uh, some people think that he's a little nutty, and you know what? That's okay. I I will take nutty because he's just too much fun. So I kind of want to see this film now. I haven't haven't seen it. I, I have to. I, th- that cast is too good. Gee, man. It, okay, just for some perspective, yeah. it gets a uh, 4.7 out of 10 stars on IMDb. <laughs> now, that's, now remember, that's that's the user rating. That's, that's not the user. critic rating. What's the critic rating? It, it doesn't have the critics because <laughs> barely nobody reviewed it that was a critic. So. Well, <laughs> no meta score on that. But the 4.7 is out of a whopping. 314 submissions. So not a lot of people have seen this, apparently. Nope. All right. So we have made you wait. I mean, we even kind of kind of uh, talked about this film. I don't know if we talked about it before the computer ate itself or if we talked about it after the computer ate itself. Uh, the computer before the computer ate itself. Before the computer ate itself. Well, we were talking then before the episode started about uh, the real movie in 2000 that kind of changed things around a little bit that made it so that the comic book movie was not just uh, potentially profitable but was super popular Um, and and based off of characters i feel like more people were familiar with yeah definitely so now obviously you probably already know this but in 2000 the x-men came out Wow, that's a big X. <laughs> that's a big old X. Look, it's on my shirt right here. That's right. Maybe next time when I get these images together, I'll do a little more uh, effort in getting them to be all sized together. Eh, that's okay. <laughs> Doesn't take but two seconds to resize that. Absolutely. But man, the X Men came out, and I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Well, so the thing about this particular one. When this movie came out, I was back in my working in movie theater days. Oops. And we were able to do a little bit of a promotion for this movie. And we set up things all throughout the movie theater. We put up different types of posters and banners all throughout. We even spent extra time and did uh, plywood cutouts of characters and set them on the roof of the movie theater. Nice. And for Cyclops, we put a little red light that lit up his little I-beam thing. So it was a big deal, at least to us at the time. Um, I still actually have some of the posters and banners from the the release of that movie. So to, to me, it was a big deal. Yeah. I think to a lot of people, it was a big deal. But I really got excited about the movie. So. Yeah, I, I know. I, I loved it uh, greatly. Now, we're going to talk about some of these people. I got a bunch of images. We may not need images for them because this is one of those films where everybody knows who is who. I'm trying to now. think on some of the people that are in this. Most everybody's going to know who the people are. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for Hugh Jackman, for example... Everybody it's just so sexy that we need a picture of him up anyway. Uh, but if you didn't know who Hugh Jackman was when that movie came out... You sure knew afterwards. You sure knew afterwards. Yeah, he, he became uh, impossible to miss and got so many opportunities to be in so many different films. You got 
Patrick Stewart, who is forever and always will be the captain of the Enterprise for a lot of Jean-Luc. geeks like myself. He's getting a new show, uh, actually, about for, Patrick. Yeah. Or about uh, the, being uh, Jean-Luc Picard. He, in his he had retired years. that character, yeah. but he brought it back for this standalone with him. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how that would be. But, of course, you got Ian McKellen, you know, Gandalf. Gandalf uh, the Grey. Gandalf the Grey. But uh, you got Famke Jansen, who still is one of my favorite actresses to talk about for a variety of different reasons. Beyond the fact that she is stunning, uh, she actually is... Um, I think she was a. I think she was a model before she yes. went into uh, went into acting. But she's she's got actually some surprisingly good range, and uh, <laughs> that works. Uh, I would I would love to uh, be that that amazing. Uh, but she's part of one of my favorite little little things that happened in TV. I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but she was in a, a television show on Netflix. That was a horror show. Which she changed her accent. She changed her accent. Because it was... Because it did not go over so well. And then the reasoning given was, oh, she had a throat wound. And when it healed, she didn't have the accent anymore. Pesky throat wounds. They'll get you every time. (laughs) I I love that bit so much. I cannot help it. It's kind of awesome. But that that show was so good. I always uh, knew her because she was a Bond girl. Yes. Yes. Oh, is she the one that would kill people with her thighs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that sticks with you. Um, Literally. <laughs> you got James Marsden as Cyclops, which mm-hmm. I still feel he's so underrated in the movie. I mean, he had to play kind of the straight man in the first and the second films so much. But I love that dude. He can, he can do comedy. He can do dancing and singing. He can play... Um, uh, a character in a opposite, car, yeah, in a car opposite an animated character multiple times. Yes, yes, uh, I, I'm sure that is true. Uh, he uh, was actually was it Enchanted? I think was the name of the film. Where yep, he also had some other animated individuals where he was with a uh, Rodentia uh, of some uh, <laughs> like a squirrel or or a chipmunk or something like that. But yeah, I, I love that dude. He's he's excellent in everything. Halle Berry is generally very good. Um, Anna Paquin, uh, before she got her, I mean, this was kind of her big break, but still, she became huge with uh, that HBO Showtime television. Uh, HBO, yeah, vampires. Yeah. Yep. Um, actually, when we did our list of our favorite TV shows, that show did make uh, the list. For me, was it just outside the top ten? It was like a... I think it was. I think it was like an honorable honorable mention mention of some kind. Um, Now, the X-Men movies did suffer from one small thing that I always get annoyed at. I hate when actors get changed. Uh, Tyler Maine was the individual who played Sabretooth in this film. In this film. In this film. And then it was later changed to a different actor who I love. Uh, I wasn't as familiar with Tyler Maine, but I thought he did a fine job, although he didn't really say anything. Yeah, there weren't many. Um, ooh, the, he kind of grumbled a little bit more, did yeah, he? Yeah, he growled a lot. Yeah, 
that was really about the that sounds of things. Sounds about right for Sabretooth for the most part. But the same thing, Ray Park had that same thing happen to him, who was in this film when he was in the the Star Wars Star episode Wars. one. He never said he said like one phrase as Darth Maul. He actually got some got some speaking lines as Toad in this. And he had, that dude needs to be putting some more stuff too because he's fantastic. Yeah, I, I feel like he and, and he's in other things and you may not know that it's actually him in all of the things that he's in. Um and that's I don't know if that's a good if that's a good thing or if that's a bad thing, right? Uh, he's he's just he's just super talented and uh I know in terms of the stunt work and the the blocking and everything. He's he's a monster. Good old Darth Maul. Yeah. Um, of course, you've got um, Rebecca Romaine when she was Rebecca Romaine Stamos at that point mm-hmm. um, as Mystique and all sorts of fun little stories about the full body makeup that she had to endure putting on. Yeah, she was the original one who had to do that. Yeah. Uh, that's not an easy process of being... No kind of wrapped up in that stuff and made to sit in a chair all day. So it's 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 definitely not an easy process. And, you know, she kind of pioneered the process, I guess you could say, for that particular character. I can't imagine having to do that. Uh, you got uh, Bruce Davison. Now, he's another guy, kind of like, um, kind of like uh, William Atherton, that you just know from just so many different things that played Senator... Um, Senator or something or other. Senator gets turned into a mutant. <laughs> yeah, until a pile of goo. Yeah. Um, and he is, uh, he's super good in just kind of everything that he touches. Yeah, he's in a little bit of everything, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, we got Matthew Sharp and Sean Asmore, which we won't worry about putting up images for them. But uh, but they, they carried on, uh, the, the Sean Asmore carried on his... Bobby Drake to yep. the future, yep. future incarnations. Yep. Now he kept going. The plot on this was actually fairly decent, all in all. I think not only did you have just a monster cast. I mean, a lot of these people weren't really known as being, you know, the the guy or the girl yet. But yep. we know now that they could not have gotten much of a better cast than they did for this movie. And it really propelled. Hugh Jackman not only to stardom but I feel like to superstardom, and um, a lot of the other people were already good act. I mean, like I'm trying to think, everybody went on to do something above and beyond yeah. this lineup of movies. So yeah. they they kind of killed it with the with the cast in this. Yeah, and then the plot was solid. There weren't a ton of loopholes or plot holes, I should say. Um, it and was just fun. It was fun. Now, was it the best movie ever? No. No. But did it give you at least a, a realistic glimpse at, let's call them, super-powered individuals? Yes. Yeah. And that's something that you didn't really get a whole lot of previous to this one. Yeah. And they showed that, like you said, it could make money. It showed that it was popular. It showed that actors would be willing to slash would want to play these characters. So yeah. that was just, I think this was, it was it. This was the jumping. I yeah. think this was the jumping point. Yeah, so. I think so too. I mean, as much as I like Blade, he basically was just a martial artist with some extra strength. It, it wasn't quite the same thing. These, you had to actually show mental powers. You had to show 
somebody creating ice. You had to show, you know, somebody extending claws out of nowhere and healing on and that. That was impressive. Yep. So we jump from 2000 into 2001, and we keep the energy moving in a completely different direction. <laughs> yeah. So we start with Ghost World. So this movie was interesting, I guess you could say. I, I have seen this movie, and it's been a while since I've seen this movie. But the I think what a lot of people don't, maybe even realize about this movie. I mean, like, there's two really good actresses in this movie. And they're really young, too. So, like, this is the the kind of thing that propelled their careers as well. Yeah, definitely so. I mean, Daniel Close was... Close? I'm going to do it again. Close or Clues? I'm not sure. But I'm going to say Close because there's no in it. Daniel Close was the creator of it. Um, Now, one kind of small, interesting thing about this that I want to say is the director is Terry... Zwigoff? Zwigoff? I'm going to assume it's Zwigoff. Uh, he did Bad Santa and Art School Confidential. And he's, he's actually got some, some stuff under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the people you were talking about would be Thora Birch and Scarlett Johansson. Very, like you said, very young, uh, up Star and coming. Joe. Yeah. Yeah, Scarlet Witch before, not, I'm sorry, not Scarlet Witch, but uh, Black Widow before you knew that there was going to actually be a. Black Widow. Absolutely. And Thora Birch, she did American Beauty. Yeah. Uh, and Patriot. Yeah, so she's done a couple of things. Too, of course, that... maybe her biggest was Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> Hocus Pocus. <laughs> you the dopest. But, uh, yeah, that, that on its own would be enough to make this film interesting. Now, for those that are not familiar with the basic plot is the, the two young ladies are high school friends that are thinking about living together. And uh, they come across an ad in the newspaper of a gentleman that's trying to meet up with somebody that he, that he met briefly, I think it was. And so they prank call him uh, uh, saying that they are she. And one of the girls uh, takes a liking to him, trying to help him find love while the other goes on with her life normally. And you see their lives kind of split and go in very different directions. Yeah, it's uh, I, it's been such a long time since I've seen this movie. Yeah, so I couldn't begin to tell you any of the, the details that I would remember from it. Yeah, but it, if nothing else, if the two names we didn't mention before weren't enough to see the movie, you haven't. Steve Buscemi, the fantastic Steve Buscemi, is in it. Who I will watch in anything because he is one of the funniest individuals I think I've ever met. Met? Sorry. Oh, you met him? No, no, I have not. I wish I would have met him. Yeah, you know that that dude's in so many things. Everybody, everybody knows who he is. Oh yeah. But uh, even from little roles in like The Sopranos, for example. Yeah. um, He's a character that you hated, but like you loved that you loved that you hated the guy, right? Um, uh, Thirty Rock. Man, 30, his, his part in Thirty Rock, Rock was great. He was the he was the main character in Boardwalk Empire, yeah. and I really liked Boardwalk Empire. A lot of a lot of people it's a good show weren't were up and down on that one, uh, but I really liked that. I really liked that show. So yeah, I'll see him in anything. But uh, so that's that's the three big ones. But still, you got uh, individuals like uh, Brad Renfro was in it. 
Now, he's kind of the love interest of, uh, I believe, Scar- Scarlett Johansson's character in, uh, in this particular film. And they work at the same place or whatever. He's the one she's obsessing over or some such. Uh, but he's actually been in, in quite a few things as well. Uh, apt pupil, sleepers, the client. Um, he's, he's got a pretty good resume of films as well. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like this whole cast is actually really good. So. Yeah. Uh, Bob Bobbin was in it. Now this is not a name that a lot of people would immediately recognize. Boban? I think it's, it's I think it's Balaban. I hope it's Balaban, and if it's not, I please forgive me, sir. But this is another face that you've seen in just a ton of stuff. Isn't uh, that's the guy from the uh, the movie, the Best in Show, like those? Yeah, yep. he was in Gosford Park and Lady in the Water and Capote. Uh, Capote, Capote. Can you tell we record late? <laughs> <laughs> this Com- compote <laughs> yeah compote compote um but uh and it also has a couple of other uh actors actor and actress in it that i happen to like quite a bit you've got uh stacy travis in it who was very very briefly in mystery men uh she was uh she related to randy travis i don't i don't think so but uh I think uh, she she played she played like Power Girl or something in Mister Men. You know, I'm I'm a great hero, like two days out of the month or something like. It was, <laughs> it was one of those kinds of jokes. But she's she's been in a bunch of other stuff too. Uh, and you have Brian George as well, another individual that uh, when you see him, you recognize him because he's just been in a ton of stuff. And unfortunately, he often gets kind of uh, he gets kind of stereotyped a little bit into it but uh still he's always good in his stuff and again going back to star trek he was in deep space nine too if i remember correctly i think so he played um like um dr Bashir's dad i think is what it was uh but the other one tj tyne is in this tj tj hooker tj tyne okay he was the uh one of the uh he was the king of the uh king of the lab in bones so he was kind of one of the, the unfamiliar. He was one of the the geeky individuals that was always trying to figure out what was going on. He had one of the better story arcs in that show. He got a lot of little meaty stuff to sink his teeth into. Bones. So if you haven't seen this movie, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, although admittedly, it has been a long time since I've seen it. But I mean, how can you how can you expect it to not be good with that cast, good director? I mean, it's. And not what you think of when you say when we say comic book movie. No, so no superpowers, just really grounded in reality. A lot of fun, um, but I I don't know how many people actually saw it. Unfortunately, but let's go to and I put these kind of in in watch order, not necessarily quality order. Okay. Um, the next one is was I think fairly popular when it came out. It's another film that you wouldn't think of as a comic book movie. Because it just doesn't seem like a comic book movie. And it is From Hell. Starring the fantastic Johnny Depp. Or maybe fantastic. Uh, please don't be mad. I liked his <laughs> I liked his work in, in the film. Let's put it that way. The very good worker. Johnny in this Depp. movie and in this, some others. And yes. some others. <laughs> but yeah, he was good in this. I think uh, investigating the Jack the Ripper. Yes. Murders. Basically. So 
this movie, I, I, I own this movie on digital video disc. Um, once again, I was still working in the movie theaters at this particular time. Um, to watch this movie in a theater, everything's dark. And of course, I got to watch them, a lot of them by myself or with very few other people in there. And I could crank up the sound on the, on the, at the theater. This was a great period piece movie. Yeah. Um, I liked the story and the elements and the like the suspense, but if you read it, if you look at it as a period piece, some of those things I felt, at least at the time and since I've watched it, are really good. Now, when you watch it again with a more of a an eye for things, like, well, this is slightly off. Slightly off. But if you watch it, like I think the first time the thing that got me was like, oh, I like the elements of the cobblestone streets mm-hmm. and the lighting on the carriages and things like that. So that's what I really got out of it. Now, the original comic this was based on was called uh, Taboo from Hell. And it was by Eddie Campbell and Alan Moore. Now, Alan Moore, any comic book person knows Alan Moore. He's one of the big writers. Uh, and if you don't know who he is, uh, I, I am sad for you. But um, so obviously Johnny Depp, the other person that was on the front of that particular uh, cover was Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Graham. Who I had the hugest crush on for, for a little while. Uh, 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 like 10 years. Yeah. Uh, no, but she's fantastic. She's got great comedic timing. She can do serious. And she's just, she's just really good. But we also have Ian Holm for those uh, Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, you know, Mr. Bilbo Baggins. Mr. Bilbo Baggins, there you go. But... Uh, he is another actor that pretty much anything he touches, he's gold in. I mean, real good. Yeah, I really liked. I really liked his character in this movie too. Um, was he a little creepy? He had that creepiness at like <laughs> at the at the end, like when they they showed him and his eyes were just like all black. Black, I'm like nice creepy fact. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. So you've got him. You've got Robbie Coltrane in Ooh. this film. Robbie Coltrane is cool. Now, a lot of people maybe know him more than anything else as Hagrid, Hagrid from, from yep. the Harry Potter films. But he's been in quite a few other things on top of that. And in fact, he hit our uh, comic book movie list already, if I remember correctly, with... Um, it was a TV movie, I think it was, where he thought he was Humphrey Bogart, um, the bogeyman. That was what it was called. Mm, yes, um, where that was that was a fairly interesting thing. But he's he's generally pretty awesome in whatever. Um, you've got uh, Jason Fleming, who has some comic book movie cred of his own. He does. I mean, he was in the film that made a famous actor never <laughs> want to act again. Um, he was uh, Doctor Jekyll. Slash Mr. Hyde. That's true. In uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's not the only thing he did, obviously. But he was in Benjamin Button and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. And, you know, he's got quite a bit of uh, fame. Was he Was he in one of the newer X-Men? Am I was thinking? He? I don't remember. Um, it's possible, but I don't remember. Azazel? I don't know. I'm losing track. If only we had a quick way to find out such information. This is where I will do a dance to distract you. You won't see anything. Although for those of us that are uh, only listening, uh, the crazy dance that you could not see, just be happy. Because I have no dancing skills whatsoever. 
uh, to the uh, Tom. That's funny. To the sadness of of my wife. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah, he's been he's been in a ton. Takes a while to. Oh, he was in. Uh, so we we will see. We will revisit him later in some other ones as uh, well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. We will. Uh, <laughs> he's been in a handful here and there. Uh, it was a great film. Another one that you just don't think of as a comic book movie, just because it's a, a non traditional kind of a, kind of a film. And I love seeing those films that are are comic book movies without people really realizing that that's where they are. Yes, correct. Azazel. He is Azazel. Okay. So yeah, uh, we'll see him multiple times in the future. Oh yeah. But uh, so yeah, you love the film. I love the film. It's definitely one of Depp's better films. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely take a chance to see that. Um, all right. So now moving into something that is popular in the same way that. Uh, um, Corn nuts and uh, hey, no, no. <laughs> corn nuts are delicious. Let's not pork go to rinds and <laughs> it's popular, but not necessarily very, very good for you. Um, that uh, would be a comic out of the Archie universe, uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Oh. Yeah. Now, I didn't see this movie, so I can't directly. I saw about five minutes of it, so I have to be fair. I haven't seen it either. But I read the comics when I was a kid. It's 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 light fun. It's just just campy goodness. If they did any, if they did it like they they did in the comics, it's got to be just that. And you got to go into it. It's not going to be serious. It's not even going to be serious in the fun way of being serious. You no, know, yeah, that's that would be the expectation that I would have on it. But I don't know if that's um, how that turned out. Yeah, but Dan DiCarlo and Frank Doyle were the ones that's... Uh, there's actually a, um, a comic called She's Josie. That was kind of the first appearance of that Josie and the Pussycats character. Though at that point, I don't think there was a Josie and the Pussycats. It was just Josie, but eventually kind of developed into it. Um, but uh, Rachel A. Cook is uh, one of the three Pussycats that you see in the main part of the image. She was in like... She's all that, and a bunch of you know films like that of the time. Uh, you've got uh, Rosario Dawson, who is going to be in this particular group over and over and over again. Yep. As we talk about comic book stuff, and I will watch Rosario Dawson in anything. Uh, that woman is fantastic. She's and killer. Yep. She is killer. Uh, and then you also have Tara Reid. Uh, pre, I want to be nice. Is is it wrong to say pre meltdown? Yes, pre pre a lot of things. Yeah, this is still her uh, American Pie. Yeah, pre pre major shift. Let's call it that. Sure, there we go. I think that's a fair way to put it because of meltdown. I knew meltdown wasn't right. It's like, but I, I didn't have a good way to kind of put it. Um, but uh, I liked early Terror Reed quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I haven't really liked Sharknado Terror Reed all that much. But then again, I don't think she's been given what I would call meaty parts to really dig into to, to flex her acting chops. Either. Yeah. Um, but we also have Gabriel Mann was in this particular uh, film. Uh, you may or may not recognize this gentleman, but he was in the uh, TV series The Blacklist and Revenge. Uh, he's, he's got quite a few TV creds to his name. You'd be like, oh, man. G- Gabriel. 
Yeah. I thought that. Yeah, okay. Uh, but also in this film, a fantastic actress, uh, Missy Pyle. Ooh, Missy Pyle. So she's been in a lot of things. She's I feel been like. in a ton of stuff. Um, and rightly so, because she's got a, a pretty crazy range. She can do funny. She can do serious. Um, she was in, like, Dodgeball. A lot mm-hmm. of people will remember her from. But she was also in Galaxy Quest. Uh, that was just fantastic. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as um, as one of the parents that goes into the into the thing. She was one of the parts that made that film worth watching. As we were talking about good Johnny Depp films and not good Johnny Depp <laughs> not films. Not good Johnny Depp. Uh, so yeah, there is that. And so if you have to watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, she's one of the things that will help you get through the film. Okay, <laughs> she's really good at it. Um, but you also have Alan Cumming. In this, and Alan Cumming has been in a ton of stuff as well. He's the uh, the gentleman between all the not gentlemen, but you will recognize him when you see him because he has been in so much stuff. In fact, he's in quite a lot of comic book stuff too. Yep, we will see him uh, later on. Yes, we will. Um, yeah, sooner rather than later. But uh, another gentleman that I will watch in pretty much anything. Uh, you've got Parker Posey. Oh, Parker Posey. She's had a interesting run of her career right yeah she's had some she's had some good stuff that she's been in i mean she was in scream and uh, blade trinity and superman returns and um so and that's maybe not what she's known for dazed and confused yeah, yeah that's maybe but that's what i know her for more than anything else and she generally does a pretty awesome job too i don't think she's been in a lot recently not that I can think of off the top of my head, but she's yeah. she's kind of she's kind of awesome too. And I didn't bring any images for this because if you don't know who these people are, it's okay. One is no longer relevance, the wrong word, but no longer maybe in your face. Uh, Carson Daly was in this film as Carson Daly. That's Carson Daly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Ari Smear, Ari Smears, Ari Spears, who was in Mad TV, uh, a show based on a comic. Just so that you know. Um, uh, was also in this film as Carson Daly. So, <laughs> as, the, as the other Carson that's, okay. Daly. That's that's his character's name. Uh, Aries not, Spears not a huge is, fan of Carson Daly. No, well, not a lot of people are. But, you know, I thought he was you know good enough to be in the background. I never really watched his show because it was kind of, I didn't understand the point to it. It was MTV. So, I mean, what, what, what are you going to really get out of that? Um, but, uh, so let's go into the final film out of the, oh, I I forgot to say, sorry, Josie and the Pussycats. The plot's pretty obvious. They're in a band. They want to win and be good. Yay. Um, not a lot to it, (laughs) but, uh, the final film, I, I put it here because I have such, uh, uh, you have a place in your heart for it, place in my heart for it, uh, partially because of the lead actor in it but also because it's just so weird and i love weird uh so we're going to end 2001 with monkey bone monkey bone comedy yes. club mm-hmm. oh, no. yeah i have no idea what you're doing there okay. but uh we'll, we'll go with it um brendan fraser so i really like brendan fraser and uh depending on the film i also really don't like him uh yeah like uh the mummy i loved the mummy did not like Dudley Do-Right. Um, 
I loved the Mummy series completely. I loved Monkey Bone. Did not really like George of the Jungle. He's in a new DC series as the... I know. Whatever he's at the... Mr. Oh. The robot or the... Not the robot, but... The, no. Um, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I'm, I'm spacing it off the top, but I, I really want to see it because the, the comic that's based off is funky and weird and fun. Um, so I kind of want to see what they'll do with it. And the little clips I've seen have been intriguing. And I think, I think they're keeping the right, uh, the right tone with it. So, um, yeah, but, uh, so I love, I love that gentleman and I would watch him in pretty much anything, at least give it a chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, uh, my favorite movie he's been in bedazzled. I think it's underrated. A lot of people don't really care so much one way or the other because it's a remake of an older film. But Bejeweled. Bedazzled. He makes a deal with the devil. Kind of like Faust. We're coming full circle. Mm, there we go. But uh, it's not to kill anybody or gain superpowers. But he wants the love of a woman that he barely knows. And he thinks he actually knows. And so he keeps wishing for stuff. And uh, the devil twists it. So it, it's technically giving him what he wants without giving him what he wants. And, it's that devil that devil but when that devil is uh the individual in in the film who is quite um quite well known oh uh is she she's an english yes she is british uh, another individual that i had uh elizabeth hurley that i had uh, quite a little crush on for a while um but yeah so bottom line i love brendan fraser and anything but this also has bridget fonda in it Bridget Fonda, you say? Yeah, she had a huge run of really great movies for a while. Um, in fact, she was in a movie whose soundtrack we both love greatly. Uh, she was in Singles. Yes, that's true. With shorter hair, if I remember right. Yes, shorter hair and trying to, to win the, the love of her uh, uh, of her boyfriend, which sounds weird, but uh, before she realized that uh, she just needed to love herself and... But Bridget, again, she has great range too. She does comedy real well. She mm-hmm. does. Uh, she can do some serious stuff, and uh, it, it works pretty well. Uh, she was in. She was in Army of Darkness, and single white female, so pretty awesome. Uh, but John Turturro was sort of in this film. Um, John Turturro did the voice of. <laughs> we'll just leave it like that. <laughs> Uh, for those of you listening and not not seeing, uh, yeah, the image again is taking up the entire screen. <laughs> oh, this this is early production values. We're going to get better as we go. I like it. Uh, but uh, if you, you've seen this guy and stuff, you would recognize him as soon as you saw him. Uh, some of the stuff he's been in has been really good. Some of it, I would say, less so. But uh, he was in Quiz Show, and but a lot of people will know him from the Transformers movies, which were just god awful. He was the Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I love that guy in pretty much anything. I bet since I didn't actually watch the the Transformers after the first one, made me so incredibly angry. Um, just I, destroyed that franchise. Yeah, I'm going to assume he's probably one of the few reasons to watch the films. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
But uh, you got Chris Catan, who was also in that first image that I gave, who was in uh, Saturday Night Live for a while and is super funny in, in whatever mm-hmm. he does. Uh, he but, plays uh, Mango. Yes, he does. <laughs> I am Mango. That's all I got. He has also the, the monkey the the monkey boy mm-hmm. in one of the skits that everybody always remembers. But you got Giancarlo Esposito in this particular uh, uh, thing. And I'm going to put up an image here that is both him and Whoopi Goldberg, who's also in this film. Uh, but Giancarlo Esposito, you may not be able to tell with all the makeup that's on him, was in uh, Breaking Bad as mm. the Chicken Man. Uh, I know you still haven't seen Breaking Bad, and you should definitely watch it. And I'm not giving anything away by telling you he is the chicken man. But he has also been in uh, uh, Once, the show Once. And he was really fantastic in that. Uh, that and that's, that's normal. He's fantastic in everything. He's the chicken man. But uh, uh, Rose McGowan was in this. Uh, she, was, she was hot for a hot minute. Uh, and I need to clarify that. She had a lot of star power yes. for a period of time. Uh, that came out a little wrong. I mean, I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, but you know, when you get audio and you, you, there's no visual cues, but she, she was in Charmed, and that was a huge show, mm-hmm. and I really liked a lot of her early stuff. I, I don't know if she's been in anything recently. She's been very politically active more than anything else. Was she, for a while, she was with uh, Marilyn Manson? I was it Rose McGowan, or am I thinking I think, of... No, I think you're right. That that sounds right. People know her because of the dress she wore. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Dave Foley. Uh, Dave Foley is cool. He is somebody... There's such a list. I have this enormous list of people that I want to meet and talk to, and he's higher up on that list because he is just fantastically funny and... I mean, you often see him in silly roles on on television shows and in movies. But if you see his stand-up, he can do some pretty biting stand-up. And it's really, really good. I always uh, liked uh, news radio. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was, a, good, that was a good show. Um, uh, Megan Mullally, speaking of funny people, mm. is in this. Now, you might know her best from Will and Grace was yep. probably her biggest role. But she's she's generally funny in anything that you put her in. I don't know if I've really seen any of her dramatic, if she has any dramatic uh, leanings, but that's fine because she's just she's just darn funny. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done a lot of good things. Yeah. Um, and speaking of funny, Bob Odenkirk, uh, going back to Breaking Bad, yeah. another individual that was in Breaking Bad and has his own show, Better Call Saul, right now. Yeah. That can both do uh, funny and not. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't bring a picture of Mr. Odenkirk, <laughs> but people know who Bob Odenkirk is by now, or at least they should. Yeah. Um, you got uh, Pat Kilbane. Now, this one I, I did a picture because he's not maybe as well known, but talking about funny people again, he was on Mad TV for a run of time, uh, and uh, Semi Pro. He was in that. Uh, so, I think if I remember correctly, his biggest skit on Mad TV was uh, Too Much Coffee Man. I don't know. No, nothing. No. All right. Well, you know, I watched him. I thought he was funny. I didn't um, watch bad TV, but I mean, it... he was in maybe about fifty episodes. He wasn't in the entire run. Um, My favorite skit was uh, Raging Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen it. It's pretty funny. 
Clay, it's all claymation. Yeah, but uh, so Monkey Bone, the whole plot, if you are not familiar with this movie, uh, is the uh, main character, Brendan Fraser, is a cartoonist. And he gets in a terrible accident and his uh, spirit is sent into basically the world he created. Um, it's, Fair enough. It's the like the afterlife, but it's real. And he's he has, I don't know if it's, he created it so it's real or is already real and he was channeling it. I don't remember. It's been a little while since I watched it. But it's a lot of claymation and a lot of things like that. And so Monkey Bone is his is his character and they're they're getting to trouble while they're down there, but Monkey Bone steals his body. Hmm. Uh, and uh, he has to come back into Chris Catan's body, who had just died or something. So he's in terrible shape trying to chase down his girlfriend and uh, let her figure out who uh, he really is. And it's 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 a movie that you cannot think too hard on, but it's so much fun and it's just just goofiness. It's fantastic. And see. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? No, I've never seen it. Oh, see, I feel like you know, you've been hearing a lot of me talking. And uh, you know, I don't mind being the one that talks. Uh, hopefully you have found it as interesting as I, I found uh, watching the movies and doing the research and reminding myself how cool some of them were. And then finding others that I needed to watch, like G-Men. Uh, I, I gotta give it a try. But... Uh, what did you think? Were there some movies we missed? Was there some information that we got wrong? We would very much prefer to be correct than uh, than not. And we didn't dig too deep on any of the stuff. Just no. kind of rambled a little bit about the stuff. But that gives people an idea of the comic book movies that were available for that little two-year time stretch. And, of course, a couple of them meant more than others. But And likely the next couple of times that we go into this, there's going to be runs where we're going to be doing one or two years at a time, eventually we won't be able to do that because we're going to have to dig deeper into the films themselves and we'll maybe do a year at a time. Or eventually we may have to just settle on doing a handful of movies at a time because there are some some years that have a ton of comic book movies. That's where that money's at now. Yeah, absolutely. So until next time, uh, definitely uh, think about the pudding. And I know we said we were going to get back to this, but I got distracted by the... uh, a computer falling apart mm. one of the more important things that helps us do this research and bring this program to you where we interview the interesting people or where we are able to uh, create certain tools that will eventually be available to you if I can ever get it finished uh, <laughs> or uh, be able to do movie reviews that might enlighten you as to whether or not it's uh, worth watching top 10 lists anything we can be to be entertaining to you support us on Patreon we only have a single level at the moment. We're going to bring some more in, but right now we know everybody's got their own priorities on the money that they've got. And we want to keep it easy, keep it simple. One dollar a month. That's all we're asking to help us maintain our uh, background costs for websites. One dollar? One dollar. I mean, what can you get for a dollar anymore? It's kind of amazing. Some would call it measly. I would not call it measly. I'd call it small, maybe, but... <laughs> wait, wait, what do you say? I don't know. What would I be saying right now? But uh, yeah, definitely support us on Patreon. We'll be bringing out probably a couple of other levels. And tell us what you think. Uh, respond to us on our website. But I'm contemplating bringing in a slightly larger level where you can support us and get early access 
to certain tools that we're going to give available. We're also going to be having some merchandise down the road, some t-shirts maybe, some coffee mugs possibly, some erasers, coffee probably mugs. not. What? But uh, we're going to have a handful of different things that are available. But uh, we really appreciate you listening to us. And until next time, have fun. Have fun.